Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm Steve Peretz, joined as always by Sarah Kelleher, Dusty Evely. Guys, uh, full-on depression has set in. Wisconsin sports uh, have been kicked in the junk again. Giannis is down. Nobody's happy. Um, are you guys doing okay? I am not emotionally okay right now, so it's going to be a fascinating episode for everybody listening. Uh, you guys all will know what happened to Giannis because it is officially Wednesday when you're listening to this, but on Tuesday night, Giannis went down. We're all kind of freaking out. Sarah, how are you doing? Yeah, I mean, it sucks. Um, they said hyperextension in the left knee, which was kind of like, yeah, definitely when you watch that video. But, I mean, it's it's scary. A hyperextension could mean a lot of different things, you know. And at this point now, we're hoping for the best, which is still not a great scenario, which probably, you know, is going to put him out for at least a little bit. So it stinks and... It just feels like it's Wisconsin sports, you know. There's always, like, right when you're like, this is it, this is our year, then something always happens. So just hoping the best and that it works out. And it also just, like, sucks for the NBA, too. Like, in that series, like, Trey Young's hurt. Now, you know, Giannis is hurt. So it's just just a bummer all around. But other than that, I'm doing great <laughs> and happy to be here chatting with you guys, as always. So. Yeah, doing fine. I'm not. Uh, I've talked about this before. I'm not really a Bucks fan, uh, but you know, I've been cheering for him uh, in, in the playoffs. You know, with I, <laughs> a lot of people I follow, a lot of people I talk to are obviously huge into Bucks basketball just because of where they where they are. So I've been following them. It's it like Sarah said, like it sucks not only because of the Bucks, but because I mean, with Trey Young out, Kawhi's out. Uh, you know, for the Clippers, like just a whole lot of uh, big name guys going down in this playoffs, and it sucks to see that. You obviously want to see uh teams at 100 percent, and and it's been very far from that so far but uh yeah i mean that that being said yeah i'm doing i'm doing fine man it's hot it's real hot outside other than that i'm doing fine okay i was listening to i was telling these guys i was listening to milwaukee sports radio this morning and everybody was talking about you know how like what's your confidence level and the bucks making the finals and it's everything you know people are just there it was just like a foregone conclusion trey young was injured that the Bucks were going to the finals, and in my gut, I was like, "Man, and like this is Wisconsin sports. Like the nut, the nut kick is coming real soon." And lo and behold, yeah, it happened tonight. So fingers crossed that uh, Giannis is going to be okay and everything like that. But whew, it's uh, it's a long tradition of Packer or Pat, like Wisconsin sports fans getting kicked in the in the junk. It's not not fun. Definitely growing up here. So. Uh, yeah, not not great at all, but um let, let's move on. There is it's the off season, guys. I don't know if you knew this. It's full peak off season now. We got we got Jack Squat to talk about. We got <laughs> nothing 
legitimately like we are going to talk about a couple of tweets that came out today from Packers players and they weren't even good tweets. They that we're scraping the bottom of the barrel for things to talk about. <laughs> uh Devontae Adams tweeted out crazy. We never know what the future holds. So Dusty, mm-hmm. I'm gonna need an in-depth thorough reaction to what you think Devontae Adams meant by that. It's all, it's like they say, Steve, you know, thunder only happens when it's raining. Uh, players only love you uh, when they're playing. So it's like the same thing. It's the same thing. Now, I don't know. That's the thing. And that's the fun part about this, right? Like, is does he have inside information on Aaron Rodgers? Because that's what everyone believes. But he could just be like, man, it took 45 minutes for an oil change instead of like 30 minutes. Like things are things are weird. You have, I have no idea. I have no idea. It's 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 something to talk about because you have nothing to talk about, uh, so it gets overanalyzed, especially given the situation. But yeah, who knows? Could be anything. Could be nothing. It could be Devonte Adams messing with us. Devonte Adams does not go get his oil changed by himself. He has somebody that does that for him. It seems likely. I just I just had to laugh at the statement that you made about like how you can't have thunder without rain because in Florida it's like they'll just it'll be sunny outside and it just thunders and I'm like okay cool like moving <laughs> on um but yeah I mean this is the off season and I'm guilty of it too like we see this tweet and we're so desperate just for any Packers news at all that we're like this is absolutely related to the Packers because this person plays for the Packers and they sent this tweet and it's about that. It's about Aaron Rodgers. It's about his future in Green Bay because, you know, he's up for a contract year soon. So it's just, we're at the worst time of the year. You know, we're, my, my dad and I always, always joke. Um, and, you know, this year it's a little bit better because we have the Olympics, but I'm not a huge, like, my dad and I are not huge baseball fans. And so, like, the month of July is always just like, oh, man, because basketball, like, ends and then football still isn't for another month. And it's just like a few weeks of like, ugh, like, come on, like, we're waiting. But it's okay. This year, the Olympics, every now and then there's a World Cup. But yeah, we're, we're in the worst time right now. And it's just not fun. Yeah. And honestly, like, there, there's legitimately nothing to this whole tweet. But yeah, it's, it's blowing. Like, Twitter is having a good time with it and trying to figure out exactly what he means. Right after Derek Carr had talked about how he's going to recruit him really <laughs> hard because they play together. And why is that not tampering in my mind? Like, I've seen that all over the place. Like, oh, my. It's, it's just peak off season at this point. So, um, we're, we're going to need to come up with a couple of good topics. And I think we'll, uh, with Sarah is going to be on vacation next week. So Dusty and I'll figure out something fun to do and have a little fun with that. But, you know, we're going to, we're going to come up with some good stuff, but yeah, it's, uh, until training camp starts, man, there's not a lot going on. And, uh, what Aaron Rodgers was his Instagram that he posted mm-hmm. a picture of a, a watch. I don't have, I don't have the gram, so I don't know. Uh, I'm not cool like that, but, Posted a picture of a watch and a bunch of fire emojis, but that's his that's his sponsor, right? The the watch is Zenith brand, and Webster's yeah. Dictionary defines Zenith as uh, the time which something is most most powerful or successful. Aaron Rodgers feels like he's holding all the cards here. He feels like he has all the leverage. <laughs> that it has nothing to do with an ad, Steve. This is it's a message mm. based on the watch brand, the name of the watch brand. He clearly feels that he's bigger than the team. There's nothing they can do about it. He is the most powerful he's ever been. 
it's another week, another anagram, right? Mm -hmm. Like we mm -hmm. have to keep figuring this out and every week it's going to get, you know, we'll, we'll go weeks and weeks and weeks and then we'll finally have our answer. Eventually it'll spell out, I'm coming back to the Green Bay Packers this season and then everything will be fine. Yeah, it's the last Zodiac cipher. It's the, but it's a, but it's it's being told over weeks here, so we just got to put it together and uh, decrypt it. Well, he did put out five fire emojis, so that clearly means that he is going to be traded to the Denver Broncos and take Teddy Bridgewater's number five. Mm, okay, and then Blake Bortles is going to become the starter for the Green Bay Packers and wear number five like he wore in Jacksonville. Isn't Horning's number retired or soft retired? If I'm not mistaken. Dude, they, Blake, they, you, you're telling me that Blake Bortles can't take his number? Retire that. Please, please. Blake Bortles takes things by force if necessary. He'll take that number five. So, yeah, uh, an advertisement is, you know, blowing, like, I'm sure Florio will have a nice take on that tomorrow morning. So it'll be a great, great article that'll be uh, posted for it. So he will have five takes on it, Steve, five opposing takes on it. And then yelling at people for how can you not understand that this is, I know, I know what's happening. And I, I, I have people that I talk to. Of course, I know what's happening. So. Guys, that's all the content we have for you today. <laughs> um, unfortunately, there's not a lot going on, but we do have a lot of fan Ooh. questions. So uh, in the doldrums of the uh, the offseason, we appreciate every time you guys tweet uh, questions and reply to us. So let's uh, we've got a bunch of good ones, and we're going to get as many as we can here. So start with Sean Franken. Who gets your vote for the coolest Packer of all time, minus Charles Woodson? Everything about him oozes coolness. Also, with the Olympics soon upon us, what is your favorite event? Uh, we actually talked about this a little bit beforehand, and we, we kind of think that Sean nailed the answer. Like, we couldn't think of anybody like cooler than Charles Woodson that, that played for the Packers. I mean, just the swag, the the overall presence of him. Like, he's just he's just a cool dude. And I think Sean kind of nailed that one. So we, we we tried, but we couldn't come up with another answer that would be cooler than, than Charles Woodson. So we'll just leave it at that. Everybody agreed that Charles Woodson was a favorite. But when you're watching the Summer Olympics, Sarah, what is, uh, what's your go-to? What do you like watching? So first of all, I love the Olympics. Summer and winter games, I'm, I'm all for it. Like, I really am so excited that it was able to happen this year. I was disappointed, you know, last year when it was postponed. Um, so my favorite is women's gymnastics. I love watching it. It's just insane because I mean, obviously Simone Biles now, but even when I was younger, it's just like, how do they do that? How do they flip like that and jump in the air? And then they're like on the beam where like, I would have trouble just walking in general. And they're like, Oh no, we're going to do flips and land on the beam still. And then they're swinging on the uneven bars. It's crazy. So I always enjoy watching that because one, it's really entertaining. Um, the U.S. is always very competitive, too. And then three, it's just amazing. Like, it's unreal to watch that and be like, those women, and, and the men's is exciting, too, but they're like superhumans. I don't know how they do that. Um, but I do love a lot of the events. Swimming, I always joke, like, this is the time that I really care about swimming because I never watch it. And then in the Olympics, I'm like, I'm watching every swimming event and cheering and yelling at the very end. So... Um, I'm just excited for it all in general, but yeah, gymnastics has to be my favorite. I mean, there's some like soccer, obviously I love, but there's other opportunities to root them on, you know, throughout the year and 
World Cup and things like that. So I feel like gymnastics is like a big time to shine sport at the Olympics. So I always really enjoy watching that. Yeah, I mean, gymnastics for me, same, uh, number one with a bullet there. Uh, I think basketball's high on the list. But, like, Sarah, I mean, there's other opportunities to watch basketball. So, like, that's not a huge, like, oh, I need to watch this. But I'll catch it if it's on. I enjoy watching it. It's fun. I go I go to bat pretty hard for handball. I love, love watching. Like, handball is one of those yeah. sports that, like, every four years I get re- really into. I'm like, i got to find more. This has got to be televised somewhere. And then I don't watch it again for, like, another four years. Um but yeah, I, I I really I go I go harder for winter winter um, Olympics. I think it's like that's that's where like everything I love. Summer Olympics, a lot of the stuff I could take it or leave it. But uh, yeah, you know, the handball would probably be mine. It's tough. I mean, I love the summer summer Olympics quite a bit, and like you guys said, gymnastics is awesome. Like seeing those those athletes do the things they do, it just it blows your mind. But if I'm if I'm have to choose one or two of them i i love watching the swimming events i always think those are you know the the level of competition like how close some of them are and then when somebody is just going insane and blowing everybody out of the water by like you know a whole whole like a full length like that's insane to watch that i love that i love beach volleyball and oh, then yes. um, and diving like that's always so cool too where mm-hmm. they just have like this little tiny splash oh sorry i just am excited <laughs> that and then uh i always love ping pong like that's always fun like that was right up on there my list too that one's awesome like people standing like 20 feet away from a table just smoking this like little ping pong ball back and forth like it should be uh you know like cgx or cgi whatever the you know in a movie like they did for forrest gump but that's just real real time them just smacking the ball back and forth that's always really cool i think so table tennis is one of those like if i had the the chance to see one live that might be at the top because i feel like watching that live and being able to see kind of all that go i I feel like that you don't get the same view of that on tv so if i get a chance to go in person i think table table tennis is probably top of the list for me another one that i literally watch every year and i just genuinely even though i try to look up the rules and understand it and have no idea what's happening is fencing like i'll watch it and i'll think like something is good and i'm like yeah and then they'll be like point deduction or it's like complete (laughs) opposite of what i think but it's so interesting because it's just that's what i love about the olympics it's like it's not the sports that we watch every single day and these athletes are incredible incredibly talented and they're so good at what they do and it's just awesome so can't wait. <laughs> Joe C wants to know if you could only pick one road game to attend this upcoming season, which one would it be? Dusty, where are you going? There's a couple that I had in my list, but for me, it's uh, it's week one, New Orleans. Uh, there's a couple reasons for it. I mean, you know, you usually get some some pretty good games out of the quarterback situation. You know, who know who knows that's going to look for New Orleans. But, uh, you know, Green Bay and New Orleans have had some really good games. So I would love that. I would kind of love that atmosphere. And I've never been to New Orleans. So I think just, just the chance to go down there and, and, as me and Steve were talking beforehand, eat entirely too much food and gain entirely too much weight, uh, that would be worth it alone. But also, you know, kind of a fun game. So I think uh, I think that, that week one matchup against the Saints would be it for me. Yeah, that was also one that, you know, when I was looking at the schedule, I'm like, yeah, that would be fun. But ultimately, I chose week eight um, in Arizona. I just think that would be a uh, I think that's going to be a great game in general. Um, And it also would just be fun. Um, I've been to their stadium before when UCF played in the Fiesta Bowl, and it was super nice. And it was just a lot of fun. The area is beautiful. My cousins live there. So, you know, I'd get to see them hang out, go to the Packers game 
can't ask for much more. You know, it's in October, so the weather there would probably be pretty nice. So that that one just seems like an, a good one to go to. Um, you know, New Orleans would be great too, but that one stuck out to me. Those are the two games that I had in my mind, and I had picked the Arizona game before we started this. And then uh, as soon as Dusty started talking, I was like, what the hell am I doing? Why am I not picking New Orleans? It's just like, I don't even care if I go to the game. I am just going to eat all the damn food. I've been there before, and it's amazing. Uh, they have so much good food down there. So I think I've switched. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to start a GoFundMe so all three of us can yes. go to the New Orleans game and get Packers tickets. And uh, yeah, so we'll get that started. So you, so everybody else can pay for us to go to the Packers game into New Orleans. I I'm think down. That's a good idea, I'm down. Right? That's what GoFundMe was built for. Right. right. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, next question: Of the three of you, who would win the uh, who would win the role of Captain Jack Sparrow? So we kind of talked about this. Sarah's the Sarah's the only one with hair in our group. So, um, you know, Dusty and I might look okay with some eyeliner on, but I think the hair is kind of a big thing. So I, I have think... been known to drink rum. So, you know, maybe. But, yeah, I think the hair is, is the bigger thing there. I can also play the Pirates of the Caribbean theme music on my violin. So that is there a she is. too. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Sarah yeah. wins. Sarah wins. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm regretting that decision, but okay. Cool brag, Sarah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> super, just saying it's super cool. If it's the resume, if we all had to turn in a resume, that was like who could be does Jack he, Sparrow. Does he play the violin? No. No, but like the music is iconic. Mm-hmm. The or the, the or- orchestral but, music well, that, from that, Pirates of the Caribbean is literally like iconic. Well, I, I understand that. The the question is who would win the role of Captain Jack Sparrow and nothing about him says like, ooh, I play the violin. No, but I'm saying I I could play the theme music. So like if I walk into a room, I could be playing it and just like the vibes would be there because I would Sarah provides the vibes. I was gonna say (laughs) I I think we've officially figured out what Sarah has to be for Halloween this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay, this is also from PCZ RVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the three of you were abducted by aliens, who would the aliens return because they didn't meet the quote minimum abductee standards? End quote. I mean, I feel like that would be me. I mean, yeah. like Sarah's the one going to like the UN. Dusty's got millions of followers and writes all these articles and has you know all these like you know, famous athletes DMing him or about like, all like, you know, how he does his videos and stuff like that. And I'm just sitting here wrangling the two of you on a podcast. I mean, I feel like they'd be, they'd look at me and be like, uh, sorry, bro. You're, we're good. Yeah, that's fine. Just go back home. It's fine. It's fine. We'll send you back. Yeah. I don't, I, I have no, oh, I I have no arguments. No there arguments. Was, there was me. a silence for you guys to <laughs> That statement, I was okay. waiting for Dusty to chime in because I for sure thought he was going to have some comment about no, that. I, no, I, no, just sat there. No, I think I Steve was, nailed it. I think Steve nailed it. I think my that's absolutely correct. argument for it was going to be it would be one of you only because I would only stay because like if the aliens came and they were like we need to figure out the human species and like they would need to look at a, a male and a female to be like oh. Okay. So let's one see. of us gets chucked just because. Yeah. Exactly. But Steve went another route with that one. So <laughs> you guys did not disagree with me, so that's mm-hmm. cool. 
Douglas wants to know if Rodgers does play for the Packers this year, how will the season go? How much money would you bet on the Packers making the playoffs? Oh, I'd or bet a lot it? of money that they would be in the playoffs. <laughs> like, and how how would that season go for you? Like, what would your your prediction be? I think they could be back exactly in the same place they were last year. Hopefully, winning. But they, I mean, they were really good last year, and there were pieces that they needed to improve on. They drafted in a lot of those areas, and like. Bakhtiari will be back and healthy. Any of the other players that were banged up will be back and healthy. So I think they're in really good shape. That's why this whole Aaron Rodgers thing is so stupid to me. Because I'm like, if you just come back, like you have a better shot statistically at winning with the Packers than you do with probably the other teams that you would go to. So it's like, what, what's the problem? I know it's, it's about the people and all of that. But yeah, if Aaron Rodgers is back, like... I, I don't want to say I'm not worried about the Packers, but I'm really excited for the season because I think that they're going to be really good and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch another year. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, they've got a tough schedule. Um, I, I I think I agree with Sarah. I'm really excited to see what A.J. Dillon does, uh, that he's going to be kind of the running back too, and he's going to be on the field a little more. Like, I feel like it's an evolution of, of the floor system a little bit more. I'm excited what Barry can do. Like, th- they've got a tough schedule, but ultimately, yeah. I mean, I think with Rodgers, they are Super Bowl contenders. And unless, you know, barring a major injury, they're absolutely making the playoffs. So how much money would I put on them to make the playoffs? Like, all of my money. All of all of my money, I will I will hand whoever takes the bets. I will hand you all my money because I mean I, I'm very confident that even with this tough schedule with Rodgers, yeah, I mean they're at the very least at the very least they're in the playoffs. But I mean I think they're Super Bowl contenders again with Rodgers. And I think um, this season will be Matt Lafleur's best season because he will go fourteen and three as opposed <laughs> to thirteen and three for the last two years. So uh, it will it will put those both of those years to shame as they go to the Super Bowl. John has a question uh, a little bit more centered around Dusty but wants to know what are you what are your educated guesses for the yardage and TDs for AJ squared? Dusty, how do you find specific plays for uh, that you want to watch? Is there a website that tells you when a certain player had made a big play, for example, a sack by a um, linebacker or a touchdown by a tight end. So we'll let Dusty just take this one. This is unless you have Sarah. Do you have any specific takes on how many yards and touchdowns Dylan and Jones will be getting this year? Um, I'm gonna refer to Dusty on this one. 
I mean, I think their usage is going to be high. I I think, uh, you know, combined, you know, rushing and receiving, uh, you know, I don't know, 3,500 yards, uh, 25 touchdowns. That's high. That's really, really high. And I understand that. But I also think they're going to use them quite a bit. I think they're going to see the field quite a bit. And I think both of them are rushing and receiving threats. So I think they're, you know, they're going to put up a lot of combined numbers. Um, As far as specific plays I want to watch, you know, during the during the season, I do I do passing on both sides. I look at the Packers passing concept. I look at pass rush uh, for the defense as well. And so I'm really just looking at all of the offensive dropbacks. I have a I have a this is this is really cool. This is really cool. I have a data bundling program I use that cloud that I that I uh, use to classify all of the play by play data for each individual game. So I have the play by play data broken down by you know player and yardage and what kind of play it was and what it did and blah, 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 blah. So I run that every week and then I've got something that spits out Excel spreadsheets of just all the passing stuff. And so from there you can go to game pass, uh, which is where you get the, the film from and you know, a whole bunch of other stuff, NFL things got a hundred bucks a year. And I just search, uh, basically for the Packers, it's uh, Aaron Rodgers every complete incomplete, uh, interception sack rushing play. And you just run right through them. And then I kind of mark them off on the spreadsheet as far as which ones I want to talk about. During the off season, it's a little different because you're, you're just kind of rolling through, uh, rolling through concepts or rolling through like, oh, this was kind of interesting. I want to dig into this a little more. But there's search options. I guess the short answer is there's search options on Game Pass, but they're relatively limited. So if you're looking for like every sack a player had over the past two seasons, you can absolutely bring that up. You search the player, you do that. You know, I think it's you know complete passes. You can do big plays, but the big plays a little nebulous. So you can, I mean, there's there's search options on Game Pass. So if you want to see every complete pass to MVS over the past season, yeah, you can run that, and then you get a full list of them, and you run right through them. So I will do that occasionally. Although a lot of times I'm like, if it's for a receiver, for example, I did a like an EQ piece last year. I'm really more interested in what he did when not being targeted, and that stuff does not show up in the search. And so I'm watching every play anyway, and noting, okay, which ones was he in? How'd they do? And how did he do? So, I mean, as far as like that lockdown process during the season, it's pretty easy because because I know exactly what I'm looking at week to week. Uh, not during the season, it gets. Uh, it just it depends on what project I feel like looking at uh, during a given week slash month. Okay, just want to make sure you're done there. Yeah, I'm sure that was very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean I'm glad. Like if if, the, if that helps people, like trying to get more in depth in the Packer stuff, that's awesome. Uh, Matt Pickett wants to know. Um, he's stealing this from somebody else, but it feels like it's a good question. If you had one chance to get someone to love the Packers as much as you do. What would you tell them? So, Dusty, you said you kind of saw this question previously. So, what was your take on it? If you, if this is somebody who is doesn't have a team, yeah, like someone say undecided in terms of like, I'm looking for a team to cheer for. I've seen this before. I'm looking for a team to cheer for. I don't know who to cheer for. I know you're a fan of the Packers. Make a case to me for why the Packers are the team I should cheer for. That's that's kind of how I took it. Which for me, that's I mean the 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 argument that I've used my actually it's it's something my dad had always used was um, they're the they're the only team only pro sports team not owned by an owner so you see all of like there's the Dan Snyder stuff today where I think he uh, you know signed his wife or like had he hired his wife on as like a assistant something or other which maybe co CEO okay maybe she's qualified for maybe she's not but you see like. And picking on Dan Snyder partially because he's awful, but all of these owners like, and some of them are fine 
and some of them like it's you're at their whim as far as what they want to do. I, I can't think of. I mean, one of the big things for me as far as the Packers, if if an owner owned the Packers, there's they don't stay in Green Bay. That that market's way too small. You can get more money elsewhere. They would have been moved by now. So you get that. It's. I mean, there's. I think there's a little more. I know some people kind of have issue with the no owner thing because you don't have some of the top saying you need to do this, but there's a big benefit in that. I think as far as like, it's almost an oddity as well, you know, in terms of professional sports, since that's the only one. So it's, well, they're the only ones they're owned by the fans. And so it's, it's a talking point you can use beyond that. There's a ton of history with it. But I think my big thing has always been like, listen, man, you don't have like some big rich guy at the top that might be alive for like another 60 years, just using that team as a toy box, like Jerry Jones being GM and just continuously hamstringing that team just because he's like, I like this guy. I'm going to pay him lots of money. I'm going to draft Felix Jones high and Darren McFadden five overall. Like you don't, you, you kind of miss some of that stuff when you don't have an owner. So that's, that's kind of, that's, that's always my pitch. It's just, it's, it's a, it's an oddity. And also like they're unlikely to go anywhere. It's still Lambeau field. It's not, uh, it's not a sponsored field or anything. It's not Gillette field. You know what I mean? Um, so, or when you have to have your sons like rip the uh, draft card out of your hand for Johnny Manziel. <laughs> no, we are not doing this dad. <laughs> Serious? I thought this was a joke, Dad. Seriously? No. Still one of my favorite stories. They had to like, no, you are not doing this. You're not drafting Johnny Manziel. Sarah, what about you? Yeah, I mean, Dusty kind of stole a little bit of what I was going to say, just like with the, almost the feel for the team. Like it just feels different than other teams because of that, like ownership of like from the fans and the people that root for the team rather than like executives and um, you know, someone that is a very large figurehead in a way. Um, Another thing, you know, I would say if I was trying to tell someone to be a Packers fan is also just like the community of really awesome people that support the Packers. Like I have met, like I've met you guys through being a Packers fan. I've met so many amazing people we've chatted with a lot of you guys and like in DMS and it's just, it's really cool that a team like the Packers can bring so many people together from all around the world. And it kind of feels like we're a big family dysfunctional. Yes. But (laughs) um, do we, do we fight and get angry? Of course, but you know, it's really cool. And I, I I've had, you know, other friends too say like, wow, I haven't seen like a fan base like that on Twitter where people really like, know each other and actually like get to know each other and there's also just so many like talented personalities bloggers um that cover the packers that you don't really see in other teams yes of course there's like the beat reporters or the team reporters and like professionals that do that a hundred percent for a living um and then with packers you know universe i guess you could say there's that and then there's people like us who just love the Packers and we like talking about it and you know we've been fortunate enough because of Andy to have this opportunity and then you know people at Cheesehead TV or Game on Wisconsin and I mean the list really goes on and it's just a lot of people having fun with a common interest and so I think that's a really fun part of like cheering on the Packers and rooting for them is like I'm doing it with people that I really enjoy um and that I like so that that would be another reason that I would tell someone to be a Packers fan 
I would just say that, that they're not the Bears. So <laughs> what, what else do you need? No, that's all all great stuff you got. Like, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more with everything you said. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I hung out with Sandro from Germany. Yeah, like, like dude, well, because of Packers fans like that, and like that was just awesome. So, uh, yeah, completely agree with all of that. Alexander, uh, if Lazard and MVS mirrored 2020 production in 2021, who do you think the pack would bring back if they could only bring back one? Sarah, who would you be? Who would the Packers be bringing back? So, oh, uh, Dusty, do you still have like the rough stats of what they did in 2020? So Alan Lazard was injured for. Yep. Uh, so he did. He, I believe he he was in ten games, and you said I think it was like roughly like four hundred ish yards. Yeah, thirty three receptions, four hundred fifty one yards, three touchdowns. So fine. And MVS played in all sixteen. Same. He had actually the same amount of receptions, thirty three receptions, six hundred ninety yards. Uh, so he had twenty point nine yards per reception versus the thirteen point seven for Lazard and six touchdowns. I think that if the Packers needed or they wanted to keep one, they would probably just because of cap and what's happening, keep Lazard just because I think MBS would be a bit more expensive. And I think some other, I think more teams would pursue MBS and offer him something that is pretty, pretty reasonable that he maybe would be interested in and, you know, leave. Where Lazard, I, I kind of see he's kind of like this player that is very reliable, but he isn't super flashy at times and therefore wouldn't be as expensive as MBS. Like he doesn't have that speed and um, some of those flashier things that might catch people's attention, especially from like the national media standpoint and, you know, just um, across the NFL in general. So I think, you know, they would keep Lazard just kind of for cap reasons. Yeah, and yeah, I, I mean, I think that's true. I, I when I was thinking about it, I was I was ignoring cap implications because I have no idea what these guys are going to cost. But I mean, doing that, it's MVS by a mile, just because it's it's that rare speed. Like he, we've talked about this before. Like he didn't have to catch a ball, and he's super valuable. Just what he gives you in terms of what you can do with the offense with speed like that on the field. Like it's that's I know he's frustrating sometimes and he drops balls, but if he was that big and that fast and caught every ball, like he he would have gone in the first round like this. There's a reason that they, that Packers are able to get him where he, where they did. So, I mean, Lazard does a ton of great things for the offense. He's huge. in some of the, uh, you know, masking, masking run and pass and all that stuff. The big completion to the Rams was a huge example of that with the, they kept running the same outside zone thing. And it was the respect for him as a blocker with him able to seal that edge that allowed him to kind of free up and, release downfield. So, I mean, he does, Lazard does a lot of really good things, but I think if we, if we don't, we don't know what the cap is going to be. Um, as far as, I mean, as far as like what the cap it's going to be, but for what they give the team for me, it's, it's MVS by fairly wide margin. Yeah. I mean, I, both points are very valid. Like if it was, if, if, if the salary cap didn't come into effect, I mean, you just want, you want the speed. Like I love Alan Zard. I think he provides a great talent and he's a great uh, number two, number three, number four, whatever they need him to be. He just, he makes plays continually. Uh, but yeah, yeah. For this offense, you want MVS. You need that speed element that can take the top off of the defense and can, you know, just scare safeties to stay back and keep things open in the middle. And uh, like, that's the guy that you want. So next up uh this one isn't thoroughly a question but it just made me laugh a lot so thank you to christian simmons who said did you know that blake bortles won a bcs bowl and aaron (laughs) Rodgers did not (laughs) that's literally one of my best friends like no joke so we went to ucf together he 
loves UCF. So that's why. Clearly. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, that was good. I saw that yeah. earlier and he, it made me laugh. And I texted him. I'm like, really? I knew you were going to comment something like this, <laughs> but it still got me. Just trying to live. I love this question. Best drink and snack combo at the movie theater. I love cherry Coke and a hot dog. If I'm feeling adventurous, I get popcorn and mix in Sour Patch Kids. So this uh, this was a pretty heated conversation we had pre, uh, prior to recording. So, Dusty, we're going to start with you because you've got a fun answer of uh, <laughs> dr- a fun drink answer. Yeah, uh, for food, I'm a simple man. Just give me popcorn, man. I love movie theater popcorn. For a drink, you know, a lot of places around here, I think all the theaters around here now um, do uh, alcohol, which is awesome. Uh, so, you know, it was beer. It was always just Shotgun Wedding. One of my favorite local beers was that was always there. But one of the theaters now has a slushy machine, and they have Jack and Coke slushies. And those are just, like, just absolutely. We went and saw John Wick 3, and we all got Jack and Coke slushies, and it was, like, the best night of my life. So, yeah, <laughs> so that's popcorn and Jack and Coke slushy, man. Ouch to your wife and your wedding, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, the best Or your kids be born, or... Listen, Steve, we can go uh, back and forth about this. Or... <laughs> John, but John Wick 3, counterpoint, John Wick 3, Steve. Sure, and Jack and Coke slushies, mm-hmm. I get it. Correct. All right, Sarah, what you got? Gosh. Um, So I agree as far as food. Like, I love movie theater popcorn. Um, So I would go with that. I think a soft pretzel would be a close second. But, like, movie, I want popcorn. You know, I want to just, like, periodically dig into that throughout um, the previews, you know, because I eat it all before the movie even starts. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) And then a drink. Um, I love getting... And I, I haven't done this in a while. I used to do this when I was a lot younger, um, pretty consistently. But I would go to the slushy machine and just like fill up a little bit of the Coke slushy, then some cherry, then Coke, and so on and so forth, and just repeat it until it was all the way filled. And that is money. It's so good. I do that like at Seven Eleven too when I get a Slurpee, um, and it's just the best. So having both of them in the theater makes for a great movie experience. I'm very simplistic when it comes to movies. Like I want a Coke or a Pepsi and a big old bucket of popcorn. Like it's just simple, plain. That's classic. But every time, that's what I want every time. I'm actually going to be off on Friday for the for you know July Fourth holiday, and I'm my daughter doesn't have summer school, so I'm taking her to the movies again, which I'm oh, nice. super excited about. And I've also been very excited about getting popcorn and soda. So. <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably way because I'm taking her to go see the new Boss Baby movie, and I don't care anything about that. So I'm just excited for the popcorn and soda. But if you have any alternate com- combinations, we'd love to hear about them, and I'd love to potentially try one on uh, on Friday. So feel free to tweet those to us. Next question, Eric Rose. Um, really, is the slow time of year? So his question is all time in your fan viewing span. What is the most worrisome divisional player uh, that you ever watched? So, you know, Dalvin Cook, Khalil Mack today, and then your food take. What is the worst 4th of July staple food? So, uh, Dusty, we'll start with you. Who's somebody that you always feared to play the, when the Packers played them? Prime Moss, man. Like, he didn't have to, you, could, you could roll coverage. You could triple coverage that man. All he would need was like one or two receptions and just ruin your day. Like, if he got the ball in his hands, he would, he would just – he would kill you. So, yeah, it was – I mean, there was a couple different guys that could have gone back and forth on, but for me, it was 
probably Moss, and I don't. Uh, I'm not entirely sure who the close second would be because he was just he was he was terrifying, especially with you know with Culpepper on that offense when they were rolling. Like you just you you could not do anything about Randy Moss. You you could not. You had no one on the defense that could stop him. You just you hoped you could slow him down a little bit. Uh, and worst Fourth of July staple, coleslaw. It's like coleslaw's just garbage food. They just took a whole bunch of things that that like don't that no one really liked, and they put them all together in a trash can, and they mix it all together. And like, well, here you go, we have it as a side for Fourth of July, and then we're supposed to eat it. Like, I've got some self respect, man. Do you? Do you? Do you have self respect? I do. I certainly oh. do. Oh gosh. Mm. Anyways, um, so a couple people um, come to mind as far as in the division um, when I was growing up, like who really scared me. Um, one was definitely Megatron. Like, and we were talking about this before. I don't think he ever really did too much damage against the Packers, but it was always, I was always like holding my breath, just like, please, please, please don't do this. I've watched you do this to so many other teams. Don't do this against the Packers right now. Um, so that was definitely he was definitely one, and then um, I mean Adrian Peterson is in the mix there. There, there's a lot that could work. I mean, even in in recent or not in recent years, but it's it's kind of gone on throughout time. Like just with Sue and Rogers, that always really stressed me out every time the Packers had to play a team that Sue has been on. You know, I know he was with the Lions for a while, but he's he's moved around a bit and it seems like they somehow always still play him. Um, I would always get very nervous just because of, you know, the history there. Um, but yeah, those are a few that come to mind. And your 4th of July food that's awful. Oh, thank you. Um, baked beans. Yuck. I'm mm-hmm. also with Dusty on coleslaw. And I'm with Sarah on baked beans. Look at that. Friends. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. (laughs) Two idiots sharing the same brain. Good job, guys. Good job. Thanks, Steve. But guess what? The aliens chose to keep up. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. Ooh, ooh, the superior beings chose you two. Good job, guys. I don't know. That still felt like a dig on myself. It was. Uh, 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 divisional player. I was thinking Adrian Peterson was one. And then when we started talking, the other one that popped in my mind was Barry Sanders of mm-hmm. just the, like the perpetual fear of like, they got him, they got him. They don't got him. And then he was just gone. So that was, that was another one that popped in my mind, but yeah, like prime Adrian Peterson, like he would just ruin the Packers. He would just run through their defense all day, uh, nonstop. And it was just, it was a horrifying thing. And then worst Fourth of July food, staple food, I would say, would just be regular plain potato chips, like an off-brand. Like it, it, I, I can get down with some regular Lay's potato chips, like fresh, crunchy ones. Those are those are good. I like those. But like you get like the off-brand whatever. If you, uh, those are just never good. So. Well, that'll uh, that'll do it for the questions, guys. Thank you, as always. A lot of great ones. Sorry we couldn't get to everything, but um, always some some great interactions you guys have with us on Twitter. So again, uh, at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Kelher, four at Steve Perhatch, and at Packaday Podcast. Would love to to you know do some follows, do whatever you can with us. So that is it, guys. Let's do our final thoughts before wrapping this up. Uh, Sarah, we'll start with you. Can You need to make it two weeks worth since you're going to be on vacation. But uh, So give us two weeks worth of final thoughts. Yeah, so um, 
really i am shocked that it's already july uh like almost july i had this realization the other day um and was just like no no it was just new year's a week ago (laughs) um but that means we're getting closer to football season so that's great news um but other than that you know just stay safe out there everyone i know um fourth of july is coming up so um i hope you know everyone spends some good time with their family um is able to see some friends um but it's nice to kind of slowly get back out there i saw some friends like pretty much my um like hometown group of friends over the weekend we're all vaccinated now and we hadn't all been together little group of us since halloween of 2019 so that was absolutely crazy to like see everyone again and it's just nice um so definitely you know keeping safe and then also you know olympics are coming up so that's really fun if you're following soccer you know euros are on a lot of good stuff out there um so you know if you're feeling down about the packers or the bucks now (laughs) sorry guys um Yeah, there's going to be more testing on Giannis's knee. That just yeah, I just out. saw um, that. So, um, but other than that, thank you guys. You know, really looking forward to um, just spending some time um, away from work next week and just having a break from everything. But then excited, of course, to hop back into it. And we'll be closer to training camp, which means closer to having things to talk about. So really excited about that. Yeah, and for me, I mean, first off, man, um, you know, big up to you guys. Thank you so much for uh, for allowing me to to uh, <laughs> to to have the episode with Bobby Peters last week. If you missed it, I talked to Bobby Peters, the, who wrote the uh, complete twenty twenty Green Bay Packers offensive manual. You can find that on Amazon uh, about kind of what the Packers did well in twenty twenty, what they did, what they didn't do well, and then some stuff going forward. So, I mean, I had a lot of fun with that conversation. I don't know how many people listened to it, but I had a lot of fun with it. And thank you for you guys for allowing me to do that. Um, and we we you know mess around a lot here, but I really did miss talking to you guys last week. So it's good to uh, good to see you this week, and I appreciate you letting me a little flight of fancy there last week to to get on that. Um, and then uh, stuff I got coming up. I know today over on Cheesehead TV, I've got an article on Favre's first comeback win against the Bengals. Uh, kind of, you know, try to do a little deep dive there and talk about the coverage they were playing at the time, what they had done up until then. Um, you know, some kind of quotes from both sides. So really fun. I mean, it, you know, that clip, that clip, the the, the throw to Kendrick Taylor is one I've seen a thousand times. So getting to dig into that one a little bit was was a lot of fun. So uh, that that'll be up today on Cheesehead, and then on thursday ryan bowman and mark beach are closing up their goat that's greatest of the era series over on game on wisconsin and i'll be joining them again this week talking about the uh the thompson era so uh, i've done that uh two times now i think they've had they've had four or five and so i've been on there twice this will be my third one this will be their final one uh kind of going through packers history so if you haven't checked out that series definitely check out that series uh because that i mean we've had mark beach on here before you know he literally wrote the book on packers history he did the the um, that big, awesome uh, people's team coffee table book on the Packers. I mean, he knows Packers history inside and out. So watch those if you haven't, uh, and you'll learn a whole lot about Packers history. So I'm I'm really excited to be on that again this week, uh, talking about a few plays from the Thompson era. Yeah, I don't have too much going. Uh, my only thing this time of year, if you're going to mess around with fireworks, please be unbelievably safe. <laughs> uh, you guys have all seen what goes on when, uh, when fireworks go wrong. So... Um, yeah, that's about all. Just uh, have some fun. Try to take a deep breath when it comes to the Bucks. You know, this kind of stuff happens. Hopefully, f- hoping for the best for Giannis. So, but uh, yeah, appreciate all the interactions as always. We Dusty and I will be back next week. We'll come up with something fun um, and uh, do some some good content for you guys. But appreciate you listening as always. We'll catch you. We'll catch you next week.
And as always, Go Pack Go! Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.